Well, we are on our um, part three, episode 26. We're gonna continue on our Kingdom of God discussion. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the dynamics of the kingdom. What does it mean to, to operate in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to talk first. I, um, I think we see the kingdom of God really, it needs to reign and rule in my heart, okay? Mm. And so let me back up again and talk about the temple because we're called the temple and yep. the, the body of Christ, right? right? Right. And so again, this this issue of the tabernacle, the tent, and then the temple was this place of enthronement. Right. It's where God's literal presence dwelled. Cloud over fire by night and really strong presence, mercy seat, throne right. in the holy of holies. Right. And so that is, and there was three dimensions yep. there. There was right. the, the outer courts, right. the inner and then this place of the glory, but there was a veil, wasn't there? There was. We didn't have access, only the high From the holy place to the holy of holies, a big thick veil that tore. That Jesus was tore when Jesus died, but yeah. in the Old Testament, they sacrificed day and night, yeah. everyday sacrifices, yeah. because they did not have access to the presence of God, right. did they? In, right. in the way of right. originally how, how God would have wanted that. Yes, that's right. And so then, but that veil tore. Yep. And so then when the Holy Spirit comes, where does the Holy Spirit dwell in us? Now, That's a Sam? great question. And, and biblically, when we're, it says we're sealed with the Holy right. Spirit, Ephesians 1.13, he who believes is sealed with the Spirit. And 1 Corinthians 6.17 will say, he who joins himself with the Lord becomes one in spirit with him. Right. So it's a in our spirit man. So we believe like the, I believe like the tabernacle, yeah. there's the outer court, like our body, there's the holy place. Our soul is uh, a part of my personality, who I am, my mind, moral emotions. And then there's the holy of holies, which is the innermost yeah. part. There's those three parts, and that's like our spirit man. And there dwelt the presence of God. And there again. So when I am saved or born again or sealed or made a new creation, I'm sealed in my spirit. I'm not sealed in my mind. Right. My mind wonder, my emotions, my personhood is still being sanctified, transformed, Romans 12, 2 will say right. about it. My body actually is wasting away, waiting for its salvation. But my spirit man, God, the Holy Spirit has Christ in me, the glory of God, he's enthroned there. Yeah, and so that's what we're really, yeah, whether it's our, we use the word soul, heart, our, it's we, the affections of us. Yes. We want to invite King Jesus. Right to come reign and rule. And so I'd love to even hear a story. I mean, the Lord's been dealing with you with the issue of your heart this last year or two. Yes. What was what was one of the issues he started talking is like, well, I just, I remember you just, uh, you know, the, the kind of lid came off of feeling safe and that some of the yeah. things I'd felt safe in. And I felt the Lord saying, I'm not, I love you. And I want you to know, I'm not your refuge. You're really not right. refugeeing me. You're refugeeing in the applause of man, financial security, your great family. Those are all wonderful things. I blessed you, but they are not the refuge. And right. so it was like, I want to be the place that you're seated. I am seated yeah. positionally in Christ. But emotionally, I was more dwelling in his stuff than in him. Yeah. And so he really did a deep work of drawing me to finding refuge. And there's so many Psalms about that. You know, Psalm 16, 1, preserve me, O Lord, for in you I take refuge. And it's like a powerful thing to be in his presence, to be sealed. And again, to have his enthronement, his him sitting on the on the throne of my heart and my affections. Yeah. Cause I was like, oh, my affections, I'm a pleasure lover. I'm a, right. I love the, the praise of man. He's like, yeah, I, I want, I really want to sanctify all those things and have those directed toward me. Yeah. And that's what the Christ dealt with me in the last couple of years mm. with the affections of my heart. Yeah. And so take me to James, is it James three or four where he talks about friendship with the world? Yeah, James four. He, is it really as adultery? And yeah. he started working that in my heart and I'm like, 
man, I really like sports yep. a lot. I really like food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, how much do you like it compared to me? And right. again, we're in the world. We can engage with those yep. things. But but yeah, I was like, find my affections. He's like, yeah, I just remember one time, I think it was last summer. He's like, your problem is not that you love, you love too many things. Yes. And he's like, I need you to love only me. I made you to love. Right. right. I just want you to love what's most lovable. And that's the Lord. <laughs> I made your heart to do that. Yeah. Or it's a misdirect. Actually, it is idolatry yeah. at, at its core. It's not just bowing down before a thing. It's that, where's the affection on my heart? And so it's the fulfillment of the first and grace command. Yeah. Him, it's a love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So we need that dynamic. When it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, yes. we're seeking the king's reign yeah. deep in my heart right. more and first, I think primarily uh, before even my circumstances. Yeah. My circumstances, I mean, the apostles' circumstances were rough. Yeah. I mean, they're not getting beat. They're crazy circumstances. And I think we as Americans or Westerners are so focused on the good American life and thank God for so many things right. in that. I'm not dogging it. But it's like it all gets out there to where I'm looking for his hand to, to give favor to all these things that make me feel good and safe instead of I want to touch his heart yeah. so that I've got the inner peace and satisfaction come you know, death or life, hell or high water. Right. <laughs> I am right. literally positioned in him and he's ruling in me. Yeah. So the first thing we could say is we need an absolute surrendered heart yes. to King Jesus. Yeah. We need, and it's just a constant. Yeah. And, and I've learned to love his leadership and learn to love King Jesus. Like when he comes and judges, I want him to judge me now. Amen. I don't want any surprises on that. Day. That's right. And that's so I really think that's good. the first thing. The second thing that I was thinking we could discuss a little bit was mm -hmm. his authority of the yeah. king. Yeah. And this deal flows out of that is... Again, how does he want his authority to come? It's through the church. That's right. It's we're to execute and to see the authority of God. But if I don't have authority in something in my life, mm -hmm. Sam, can I really demonstrate that authority? So if I'm struggling with fear yes. and you come to me, I don't know that I'm going to see a breakthrough. That doesn't yep. mean God couldn't work because his it's up to him right. ultimately. Right. But talk about that, how once we get authority in something, mm -hmm. then I can really see authority of the king kingdom come through me even as I pray and and people in situations and just as a quick review Adam and Eve lost not only the garden they lost authority right because when the commission is when it's when Noah's recommissioned yeah. off the boat yeah they don't have that yeah his is not there's no longer subdue and rule there's only the first part be fruitful multiply and fill but we're subduing rule. Well, Adam and Eve lost that authority. It was given to the prince of this world is what yeah. it's saying. So when the devil shows up to Jesus in Matthew 4, Luke 4 and says, I worship me and I'll give you all these kingdoms. He really did have the right, yeah. the kingdoms of this world. He was exercising authority over rulers and people that were under sin. So Jesus comes and begins his ministry and he's teaching. And one of the things they notice is not, oh, he's a good speaker. It's like, there's authority on what he right. does. Now, you would notice that when a demon's coming out and legs are straightening out. But it's even before that, when he teaches, people go, that's different than what we hear out of the Pharisees. So there was a sense of authority that came yeah. with him, is my point. And it's in his words. It's coming by the Holy Spirit right. he's walking in and by the dynamic power of the word. And so he then, obviously, after the resurrection, will say, all authority in heaven and earth is yeah. mine. And he seems to give that authority. He issues that authority to his church. So... I look at it in a couple different ways, Lord, is that there is a general authority we all have right. really over sin. There's a general authority in sonship. You and I are the same. We have the authority of Christ over sin. We have authority over death. We've got authority over, you know, 
so, multiple of these dynamics that come in just sonship that were very similar in Christ in that way. Does that make sense? Yep. But then there seem to be measures of authority right. that come for me to execute my assignment. Now, we need to introduce that yep. just a little okay. bit. In the kingdom, um, he gives gifting. That, so clearly, actually we see it from Genesis 1, uh, right. Genesis 1, is that God is saying, I'm going to bring my kingdom, my rule, and my beauty not by myself. I want Adam and Eve to help me. <laughs> I want What's them. Partnership, yeah, I want partnership. And, you, and we talk about that and how important that is and how we that seems so rooted in, I think, in the Trinity. The Godhead is the right. ultimate partnership, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So then he gets a creature, and he wants that creature, Adam and Eve, a man, to partner with him and his heavenly host as they bring judgment on the creature right. that's fallen or creatures that have fallen. So you see this dynamic partnership all the way through God's, I'm looking for a man. I'm amazed I can't find a man, Ezekiel 22. You know, they're always looking for partnership. And obviously he's doing that through us. And so we have preordained works before the foundation Ephesians of the earth. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse 10. We're created for good works and we're, we, we're seated in Christ, all of us, 2, 6. But we've all been given works to do. And assignments, and we've been given gifting yeah. so we can fulfill our assignment. And I think we have measures of authority so we can execute the assignment. Yeah, we sure do. So does the enemy attack in our assignments? Absolutely. Don't you think? Yes, he he attacks my affections and my union with Christ, and also attacks that my assignment. That's a Huge deal that so many, the enemy needs us to miss our kingdom assignment right. so that that thing doesn't get done yeah. and that glory is not advanced. I often wonder, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday, yeah. and obviously we don't know this, right. what the enemy can see of us, mm -hmm. but it is, I just know, if I want to know what I'm supposed to actually operate in the kingdom, yeah. look at the places where I've been attacked. Mm. And I often say, oh, he's called me to do X, Y, and Z, totally and I'd be attacked in that same totally place. Agree. And Absolutely. so, again, I don't know what the enemy's seeing, but I know he's an eternal being. He's been, yeah. however that works, he's been yeah. studying generational lines. Right, right. And so I know he tries to attack and yeah. he doesn't play fair. <laughs> right. And there's strategic things and we don't know all those dynamics. We'll we know don't. them someday, but we know something's happening to distract us. So as you say, I mean, maybe some of the people that have struggled with immorality yeah. and, and believers even so much are really called to a ministry of purity. Right. They're servants to help the whole church walk in purity, you know, right. whatever it be, relational marriage, maybe you have trouble and whatever it be, you know, that kickback can actually be a tell that yeah. actually of what our assignment is. But again, we, we love the Romans uh, uh, 12, where it talks about the, yeah, the, the, the grace gifts that are given to us that we execute for his glory, the prophecy and service and teaching and encouragement, all those things. But I think, again, there is a authority, too, yeah. that comes for you to... So in my life, I've noticed that with my call, there's a measure of authority yeah. that comes that people in the spirit recognize. They right. recognize not only the flavor of the kingdom, yeah. that I have life messages. I talk right. about the same things over and over and over because they're my messages. Yeah. But when I say them, sometimes there's a, a force, a, um, there's, a, there's a raw kind of power, authority that comes with it that impacts it a different way if they might hear it from somebody else, yeah. okay? And by the way, there's others with greater authority than I am yeah. in certain dimensions, certain areas. But I, I think that's important because I feel like the church, we've lost yeah. that discernment because I need to discern who you are in the spirit and I, I need to discern what your giftings are to know you after the spirit and to discern even the authority you have so that I can respond to it. And by the way, 
all the authorities are Jesus's. Jesus, all authority in heaven and earth is his. He's got it all, but he dispenses yeah. giftings and graces and authority for us to be able to execute what we're doing. So I think we've traded that in a sometimes non-discerning right. right. church culture. We should have a kingdom culture. And in a kingdom culture, we're not run by titles. We're not run by degrees. I'm not anti-degree. I'm not anti-studying. Somebody will hear this and go, oh, there he goes again. I'm like, no, I'm just, I just know that uneducated preachers in the past, you know, in church history have had amazing raw power right. and authority because they've moved in their assignment. Their assi they didn't get, you don't get more, I got a bachelor's and whatever, you know what I mean? Or some guy gets an MDiv yeah. or whatever. He doesn't get more authority when he gets a degree, you know? And sometimes we, by titles or position or degrees, have uh, given authority to people that sometimes don't even have it. And they might have it in the natural, but it is not spiritual authority, is right, it? Right, right. Now, this is gonna get a little, this is an interesting session we're doing here, you know, because this could get a little bit shaky for people, a surreal or, I right. mean, a mystical, but I think we need more discernment. Right. More discernment, so we know. So, just getting real. In the spirit, you you and I meet. Yep. I'm older than you. I'm right. what am I? Like a year older than you, or well, maybe two, a year, <laughs> a few, seven. So eight, I'm about a nine, I'm about a decade, about a decade older, older than yep. than, than Matthew. So I'm older, okay. But you you and I meet, and you start responding to right. me um, through a relationship right. um, that's more than you're getting information from me. You like kind of start obeying me, right? In a strange way. I don't, I'm just talking about this in a real yeah. way. What, why did you do that? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. We met, yeah, five years ago. You didn't know the size of my church. You didn't know the size. You know anything or what. You've never asked yeah. me if I had, what degrees I have. Right. But it was obviously, there was a spiritual dynamic yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. And we, we use the language of father, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, you could use it, but it's this dynamic of the kingdom of God. Yes. And there was a, I, uh, yeah, I would say when I met with you, there was a, there was a, for sure a love and affection, but you were, I mean, use this word, imparting. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, I, I, that's the, yep. not being mystical, but yet there's just the life of the kingdom of God was flowing through you. Right. And I realized like, oh, there's something that's happening in my spirit who I've made yep. was drawn to your spirit. And it yeah. wasn't just a, an, yeah, an intellectual connection. Yeah. It was in the spirit. And and then I said, yeah, that first year we met, you're like my spiritual chiropractor. You don't <laughs> understand my gifts and body, soul, spirit, and all those dynamics. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I remember I start flowing mm. and I was like, oh, I don't have to be this person anymore. Right. I need to, and when I'm myself, and so one of the things you've helped me understand I think we're all supposed to be childlike at one one way, but you said, yeah, when you are childlike, just receiving the things, that's when you move in faith. When I start getting up in my head, yep. like the anointing leaves really quick. Yeah, yeah. And so that's just one of the practical ways that you responded to me. And what I wanted, why I wanted to say that is actually a compliment, not to me, yeah. but to you, because what I feel like you did is you operated in discernment with right. me. You you know a bunch of godly older right. men right. who are probably better and more equipped theologians than I am, probably better speakers, but for some reason, something's moment. coming off, anointing and authority, 
that's coming from the kingdom, that's coming from Jesus, yeah. that's affecting your soul. Yeah. And then you responded and put yourself under that and receiving that, if you yeah. will, not in some weird institutional way because of a title or even age. Because I, I had this thing happen to me when I was, um, you know, pardon me, Tom, but when I was 20s, we'd have guys in their 30s and 40s and 50s responding to me. I'm like, what is, what is that? You know what I mean? Maybe I know a little more Bible than they do, but there was more than that. There was a sense of response in the kingdom. I've been in meetings where they're responding and people more equipped, whatever, right. and they're responding to me. Or And I've been in there and I'm not the one with the authority. I've noticed someone that's in that meeting that's got great authority on them around the subject and assignment that we're talking about. I'm 100% supposed to submit to that. So I, I will say that I think there's authorities within assignments, yeah. not even just general sometimes kind of deal. So like when you start doing and talking about deliverance ministries... Right. I'm inept in that. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I submit yep. to your authority right. Right. in that realm and where you're going to move. We could have other people on our team. Yep. We could talk about that have the assignments they're in. And like when yep. we're in a room and talking about that, it's not like I'm in charge because I'm the director of Discipled Nations. We don't move like that. We right. move with the kingdom. And God's given authority to this person to speak about this subject at this moment when we're in meetings that we might say is a teaching meeting yeah. and the word's operating or a prophetic meeting yeah. and someone's getting an impression. I mean, you've been in the room. Yeah. It's like the authority's right there. Yep. That person's got, we don't know what their age is. You know, it doesn't matter what their age is, what right. the sex is, what the race is. They're speaking the with, moving. you know, we're discerning. Ooh, there's, there's a, there's not only good clarity and good revelation. Our inner man is responding to the authority of Jesus that's operating through that person. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's how the church ought to operate. Yeah, sure. So let's finish yeah. these last few minutes. Cause we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I asked yeah. you a question. I said, well, why isn't this person a leader here? And, and we started talking. I was like, oh, wow, you think about leadership in a unique way. Mm -hmm. So how do you lead just with, with the people around you, right? Mm -hmm. You've got, it's not just on one board. You say, I've got everybody here. Yeah. Um, talk about the dimensions of like, so you'll say, oh, this, this person fits here. It's a pretty complex thing for you, isn't it? It is a little bit it, because it's, discern, it's a discernment process. And so I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening for their gifting, their calling, I'm discerning as they speak from the Lord and I sense that authority, sense that anointing upon them. And then I wanna get them in that position and get them in a place where their voice is speaking about that. Right. What can happen sometimes in institutional structures is that we only have one board where everybody's talking about the same, right. they have the same kind of voice about the same kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm looking at a whole bunch of people that are different. Yeah. I can't move that way. The kingdom's more fluid. What is your area of grace? I mean, if we're with, we're with Brock McKay, right. yep. he's got authority about the father's heart, encouragement. about love, encouragement. <laughs> you just sit back and go, oh my gosh, you're right. so powerful. And that's anointing grace and it's also um, and gifting and it's authority that comes yeah. with that and so my brother tim got a, a commission to nine nations well when we start talking about egypt and the kind of i just back up he's got right. the authority in the room you know because he's got that commission if that makes sense so yeah. i'm discerning that and and getting in that place where people are moving according to the discerned um assignment that they have in their life and their gifting yeah. And that's a very important thing to me because honestly, if you don't have gifting and yeah. you don't have authority in an area, when I'm listening to you, you're having to pull from the flesh. Right. And I'm telling you, yeah. there's too many Sunday school classes being taught by right. people because we needed a body to fill right. the spot. 
Right. And when it's happening, if they don't have a gift of teaching, they're having to pull from yeah. their brain. Right. And I'm like, the, ki the kingdom operates different than that. Yeah. And so we want its virtue, its authority, and its anointing operating. And then we'll let the Lord build the structure. Yeah. So just the last thing, it's an exciting process for yeah. me. Here we're well, we 80 or so people on yeah. the team now, and then I'm dealing with cities with program. I love to be in the room. And, and honestly, the greatest authority is the word of the Lord. Yes. And I love to see where the word of the Lord's operating. When some guy starts talking, I'm like, oh, listen, he's got, that's yeah. where the authority is, is on the word of the yeah. Lord. And so that's where the kingdom operates because we want a pure functioning theocracy with Jesus being the yeah. rule yeah. and then we function with him. Yeah, I'd like to say, you know, the the, the trick, and this is when we disciple, it's, yeah. it's is because I may have a, a desire to do something. Right. And that may not be my assignment. That's exactly kingdom, right. right? That's not, right. Not everybody, and so you see that when you're, with prayer, not everybody's called to rally. You may be an intercessor, and then we seem like you need to lead. It's like, but there's a, a gift of trumpeting a call, of leading. Right. And so I've seen it. I've been in, in ministry long enough. Like sometimes, and again, God will move in your weakness at yes, times, right. and there that's is. Right. But often, like I'm a pastor of a church, and I may have anointing for this part, but because I've got a job title, I've got to do all, and there's no. Yeah, there's no anointing, no authority in it. And, and I think problem. that's where burnout comes. A hundred percent. They're pulling for the flesh. It's not by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's a demand put upon them. And it was just because we didn't take the time to discern right. what their gifting is. And we didn't let the kingdom rule. We actually went by a position and a job title. Right. And I'm like, oh, we can do better than this. It takes a little more time. Yeah. It takes some a prayer culture to do it. Right. But it's how the kingdom should operate. Yeah, that's really good. But let's pray. Yeah, amen. Go ahead. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you. We just uh, pray for, uh, yeah, just a, a work in the city mm. during this time that you would get us operating further in the kingdom of God on assignments. We pray for those that are listening, God. Yeah. Just continue to give clarity to, to who we are, who we're not, these assignments. And we pray for the kingdom of God to, to spread mm. in this day. In 2020, we're asking for the revelation, the kingdom of God to go in Wichita, um, in this state and in the nations, Jesus. And so we pray we move in kingdom power, yes. kingdom authority and humility. Yeah, um, just lead Jesus. So yeah. we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen.